I swear. Wrestling Podcast. Ready? Yep. I'm a bit you can nervous. hear me alright, yeah. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ready? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to I wanna say another well it is another episode of the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast, but it's the first in a while, isn't it? Um Yeah, it's the uh the latest episode. Yes, the latest. Yeah. Um what would this be? The third se- third season? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> the third the third season which might be very brief we're not sure i mean there were funding difficulties with the uh last season weren't there the, the sponsors yeah weren't, the sponsors weren't paying up so you know we thought well, why are we bothering yeah no we didn't we actually didn't think that at all it was just purely uh and timing logistics um you know revolution pro wrestling was starting to become very very busy i was about to become very very busy um, but now both of us are sat here doing sod all with most of our days. So um, well, I wouldn't say sod all. We we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But uh, I wouldn't say sod all. Yeah. That's a that's a well, bit no, strong. Well, no, I, I, I'm not doing sod all. I'm just not doing as much as I I was. So oh, uh, uh, yeah. and, and neither are you. So here yeah. we are. Thank you for listening, whoever's out there. So we're in the middle of a global pandemic. I I think I should uh, be the first to to uh, spout the obvious. Because uh, we don't want to pretend that this world doesn't exist, do we? We're, we're, we're real life people in this real life situation. Yeah, we certainly are. I've um, I've been pretty housebound now for about eight weeks, and you know, so uh, luckily I've got my wife and my kids, and my uh, yeah, wife and kids are here. I was about to say my dog, but obviously I don't have my dog anymore. He passed. You know, we had to have him put to sleep about three or four days before lockdown. Um, his ashes are still at the vets. We had him cremated, and I'm just waiting to pick him up, poor little guy. So, uh, not to start things off on too somber. Thanks, note, that mate. Um, Much appreciated. Yeah, but that is just one of the things. That's just uh, typical timing, you know. Like we're about to be locked down for, you know, twelve weeks probably, and uh, yeah, that has to, that kicks it off. Um, but if there was any consolation, uh, you had no awareness that the world around you was completely falling down, did you? What me? No, me, because because uh, obviously your your thoughts and attention was taken up by little Rocky. Um, yeah, it was and, actually. And, yeah. and the world around you, it was almost like uh, there was, was fire, crumbling. hellfire, yeah. and brimstone all around you, and you just completely yeah. unaware. And then, but uh, I had to I had to make sure he was as safe as he could possibly be. He was my priority. And then there was that one morning you just woke up, and I think you just kind of I don't want to say got over it, but ready to face the big bad world again. And then it's like. Sorry, mate. You can't leave. You can't leave your house. It's over. Well, that's it. <laughs> the world. The world's so, closed down while you were locked up. So on the twelfth of March, it was uh, like he had a, he had a heart problem for a few years, and uh, and he he was on all kinds of medication. It was costing me a, a fortune. Like he was insured, but it wasn't. It was you always pay so much, don't you? Like the um, what do they call it? The, the excess. excess yeah, and as they get older, yeah. the excess goes up and goes uh, up. Yeah, like you, like the insurance companies, they're they're a business. You know, they're not doing anyone a favour. Crafty, so aren't every, they? Yeah. So like every the, the the premiums would go up. You know, I was paying more and more money every month. Um, anyway, so 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 the twelfth, he had a real bad heart problem. He was had real problems with his breathing, and uh, so I called the emergency vet at eleven o'clock. That was going to cost me two hundred and twenty quid. Uh, just to be seen, and uh, so I ran. I ran him down there. Uh, she put him in a ventilator, 
Uh, and he was, and he kind of went back to normal. Gave him some drugs, got him back to normal. It's going to cost me about six hundred quid. Um, and but they wanted to check on him overnight. And then about three o'clock in the morning, I got a phone call to say, uh, I think you should probably come and say goodbye. So I rushed down there at 3 a.m., which, you know, tragically, it turned out to be Friday the 13th as well, which, you know, I'm not particularly superstitious, but my wife had to point that out to me. It's good um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so Friday was a bit of a blur. Then Saturday, uh, we, of course, had our... We, we, we ran our um, sports relief fundraiser at the Buckland Community Centre. So. Yeah, I wish it was a... I wish it was an A squared fundraiser where we're at at the moment. But <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So um, I mean, should we rewind a little bit? To, um, we'll talk about how I guess on on this. Yeah, I just I just I just wanted to transition away from Rocky because it makes me feel sad. So I thought, yeah. right, you mentioned we'll, we'll talk that story. Tell, you know, tell what happened to him. Bless his heart. And uh, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, we, we'll we'll get the uh, horrible stuff out of the way to, to to just make sure everyone's in a good mood for the podcast to to begin with. <laughs> Um, That's it. But um, should we? Uh, well, tell me. Should we? Should we start how we normally start? It's been a while. So what are you doing? Uh, Lindsay's um, left a packet of open biscuits, and I'm just wrapping them up. That's all. It's done. It's are you, done. Sure, you sure you're not eating them? No, I'm not. No, I'm really not. I've just brushed my teeth. So uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, at half ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. I mean, should we? I mean, normally before we get into the business end of the podcast, we talk about what we've been up to. But I imagine it's quite similar. But what have you been up to? Um, I've been. Uh, you know, I did say allude to uh, suggest earlier that I hadn't been doing a lot or sod all. I think, but I, I have been actually really busy. Um, I've been fortunate that. It, no, fortunate's never the right word to use in this, uh, you know, global pandemic. But where um, Smith's toys have been shut and, you know, you can't go to Argos at the moment and, you know, all these shops have been closed. I've actually been really busy with my Rocky's Toys dot um, com eBay site. So that's what I've been up to the majority of my day. But of course, obviously, beyond uh, looking after the kids, I brought a trampoline. Um, so I've been jumping on the trampoline. Don't do any tricks. You just jump. That's it. I just jump. Um, and I've bought, I've bought, I've spent a third amount of money on, on a weight set, which I've barely used the last couple of weeks because it's been raining. Um, but yeah, my the majority of my day is spent concentrating on that, and it's actually been quite therapeutic in a way because um, it's just, it's just something to keep keep you you keep busy. Yeah, so there's, and there's nothing like uh, shining up a battered John Cena action figure, is there? <laughs> no, no, I don't even do that. I just take pictures of them. <laughs> I don't clean them. <laughs> no, I, I clean the ones I think are worth cleaning. Um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, it's been actually really good. I've got, I've had boxes of stuff coming here and wife rolls her eyes every time. And, you know, she forgets that she wants to go to Australia next year, uh, which needs to be paid for. So, um, well, you so got, that's you got off lightly there, didn't you? Because uh, have you put your, have you, have you still got your headphones in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've just started started to hear myself. It's starting to be a bit off putting, but you know, we we'll, we we'll do what we can here. Yeah. Um, okay. Just, well, should I take my headphones off? Is, is, I don't know. That not make a difference. I don't think it make a difference, but I can just hear myself. It's upsetting. Oh, okay. Me. I can't. I can hear you normally. So. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you got off lightly, didn't you? Really, because. Uh, your wife could have very well wanted you to go to Australia this year, and so you managed to put yeah, it off another well, year. And next year, yeah. the, next year the price is going to be so high. You've given yourself another excuse, and before you know it, <laughs> we won't, I won't have to go. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to have to go. Um, because, oh, and also a couple of days, 
after Rocky died, um, obviously I was feeling very, very sad. And I think, I'm sure you'd agree with me, to some degree anyway, that around middle of March, so 13th, so on the 15th of March, I decided to book a two-week holiday to Orlando. Um, did I tell you that? I can't remember. You did, yeah, that. you did tell me that. And I said, there's no way you're going to be going. But... Well, but there was still, I think there was still naive optimism of the world that, oh, by, by August, you know, the world will be fine, you know, but obviously it's got worse and worse and worse and worse. Uh, so yesterday I called up Disney and I said, listen, I just, it's not realistic, is it? Like, even if the parks are, have been reopened, um, it's not, you know, there's going to be, and rightfully so, social distancing to the extreme. Um, you know, we quite like to move the holiday. And they said, said well, you're going to lose 450 quid straight away, um, which was a bit of a pain. So we're going to have to sort of work out. I mean, we're not, we won't be going in all. So, well, I think, the, I think the key for that is, um, so uh, if you make, so you, you need to look at Martin Lewis, a money-saving expert. Um, okay. If you make the decision to move, then yeah. you are liable for change fees, etc. Um, sure. If you play the game a bit more, if they have to cancel the holiday, then mm-hmm. you won't, you obviously won't be liable for any, any money. Um, and they obviously want you to. They'll probably even be offering you incentives to keep the, to keep the holiday um, when they when they reopen. Um, so when I say keep the holiday, move it to another date. They'll want you to, you know. Yeah, which is what it. I want to do. Which is what I do. I just want to move it. Like I want to postpone it maybe till next August. I mean, ideally, I'd go like next April or something. But who knows where we'll be in the world by then? But uh, yeah, they were like, well, like you said, because I want to move it now. Um, and I've only paid a £600 deposit. It's not like I've bought the whole holiday yet. So it's kind of like, well, if they can't, it's just a pickle, isn't it? So I've just got to sit there and do some maths as to what it, and in terms of rebooking it, also they can't even tell me how much it's going to cost to book it next August because the flights haven't been released. So, yeah, it's all over the place at the moment. But Yeah, let me, uh, so uh, remember there was my ill-fated holiday to Antigua, which I booked the yeah. same date as the British J-Cup. Yeah. So uh, I was scheduled to go on the 20, I want to say the 26th of April, something like that. Okay. Um, and obviously when this happened, I was like, oh, we'll probably still wind up going. Because again, we didn't realise how insane it was going to be. Um, yeah. And uh, I was I was fully prepared to be stuck in Antigua, truth be told. <laughs> <laughs> My auntie is stuck in Malaysia. Really? She's uh, a Malaysian lady with family in Malaysia, obviously, and uh, she's been there for ages. She <laughs> But uh, I think you just had to, I don't know, I think, well, we're get, again, we're getting, I think you just had to be brave and just be like, right, I'm just getting home. When this started breaking out, that was it, really. Yeah, it? You needed to just yeah like, it was, yeah. Whatever, it doesn't matter what the costs are, I just need to get myself home. Um, sure. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, that, so that holiday, uh, obviously rescheduled to April from November. We had a little holiday um, prior to Christmas as well, so it was almost like we were getting two holidays Um you know, the the extra holiday probably was one that we wouldn't have taken. Um, but it was like an I'm sorry because I messed up my bad. Um, <laughs> and uh, yes. Yeah, sorry so, to your wife, you mean? Yes, correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it cost, uh, what was it? Something like an extra £1,600 to move it. Oh um, my God. And anyway, this holiday's not come through, so it's been cancelled. But the good news is. Um, 
that I'm entitled to the full money back, including the the change fee, because it was just the total oh, really? price okay. of a holiday. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And they did offer me the chance to. So basically, they've offered a voucher and loads of air miles to to reschedule the holiday um, to a later date. Um, which initially I was going to do, but it's through Virgin. And then all Richard Branson's been doing is rabbiting on in the press about how how he's skint and he's yeah. not, you know, he's going to have to let people go and he needs funding, etc. And it didn't really buy me any faith in Virgin. Um, so I've requested a refund, but that was three weeks ago I've requested a refund, um, which they said entitled to a full refund it's just going to take some time to sort out uh unfortunately uh yeah three weeks three weeks on and it's still not been resolved so um oh, no. if you're listening virgin atlantic holidays or whatever you are please please look into my case and uh give me a refund thank you yeah just just hit cancel order do you um, know what I mean? Like, yeah. Super simple. But they, they <laughs> like to make it hard because they want it to, they, it needs to be a difficult process because they want to hang on to your money um, for as long as possible, really, I guess is yeah. is, is the game plan. Um, and I, I do sympathize for with them because there is so many, imagine how many hundreds and thousands of people have been affected by this um, in terms of booking holidays. Obviously, there was the Easter holidays, which, you know, would have been big. You know, it's uh, it's insane, the business I'm missing yeah. out on. But what I will say, and I might be ever the optimist, some people, which is, it's odd for me because I'm normally, I'm normally quite pessimistic, aren't I? But, um, yeah. but what I will say is um, the flight, the holiday business was a, a wonderful business. Uh, the aviation air business was a wonderful business before all this COVID-19 stuff took it down to the ground. Um, and when we get out the other end of it, it's not like all of a sudden the holiday business, uh, the aviation business is suddenly going to be a rubbish business, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's almost like we need to weather the storm, you know? And uh, I, I, again, I'm not, I'm not an expert. I know some people are make, like, for example, Rocky's Toys are making loads of money during this uh, unfortunate situation. Um, but, um, you know, most of the world is in the same situation in terms of no one's making any money at the moment. So, yeah, yeah we're in recession. Yeah, the pound isn't worth much at the moment. But, like, neither is the US dollar or, you know, any other or point, euro yeah. or any other currency, you know. Um, and I understand, and I think it's dangerous, that it's almost a race to try and uh, get back to business as usual. Um, because I guess whoever gets back to business first wins the race of having the strongest economy. But then, do you know what I mean? If you do, if in doing that, you... you kind of kill loads of people for lack of a better term you know it's not going to do any good is it because you need no you need people to have an economy um so yeah i think that if i've got advice to anyone sitting at home it would just be like chill keep spending money because that's that's the thing as well isn't it because the only way that the economy can uh, bounce back is by people spending money if people just cling on to that money which everyone's got every right to do so, but you know, if we don't spend any money, then the country doesn't get going, does it? It will take, take longer to recover again, won't it? Yeah, there's a tremendous episode of South Park which uh, which covers that. It's looking at the last recession. You should check okay. it out. Kyle yeah, okay. is. Uh, I, know, I know everyone talks about South Park, and I don't think I've watched it since about fourteen. But uh, I mean, I've seen the wrestling episode, obviously, and you know, a few little snippets here and there but I can't, uh, I can't when, get into it. when you say you know everyone talks about South Park you're talking about Jim Cornette aren't you because that's 
pretty much your uh no I'm, no no i do listen to jim Cornette's podcast but i uh not specifically no no i just oh, see people okay. talk about it on facebook and i had an ex-girlfriend whose brothers bought like this was 10 years ago like when dvds were still i know dvds are still popular but you know like he bought every single box set that came out he loved it i bet so. he looks feels like an idiot now you can just go on amazon prime and just watch it for free <laughs> Oh, I've got Amazon Prime. Can yes. I can I watch it on there? Absolutely, can you can. Yeah, every episode oh, on okay. Amazon Prime. Oh, I've been watching some good stuff on Amazon Prime actually. Um, the Sheik, doc- the Iron Sheik documentary. You watched that? No, I've not. No, I've not watched. Uh, I've not watched much wrestling stuff at all. I've still not watched the Edge documentary. I've I've really uh, slacking on my my wrestling documentaries. Oh, oh, that's a shame. But yeah, well, I've been. Uh, you know, for you, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, for for me, I've been doing all right because I feel like so. Again, we'll talk some wrestling in a second, but I feel like yeah, come me, on, but let's like, get to it. But I feel like we've we've only spoken about you, and do you know what I mean? You never ask me. You never say, Andy, what have you been up to? I'm sorry, I'm very selfish. What have you been up to? Well, Andy, Andrew, hmm. I've been watching. Uh, well, I, when this lockdown first started, I was just counting down my days to Disney Plus, wasn't I? Um, oh, of course. So yeah. I've had quite a, anyone who knows me uh, well knows that I don't ever go to the cinema. I don't watch films. I never got DVDs, Blu-rays. You used to love a Blu-ray, didn't you? Yeah, I'm um, looking at a Blu-ray right now, funnily enough. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I've never done any of that stuff. I've never been into all that stuff because I'm in, I'm in a wrestling bubble. My universe was the WWE universe. Um, I pretended nothing. Not anymore. Outside. It's not. Well, no. <laughs> 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 um, uh, so, so yeah, it, like I, I, Disney Plus came, and I, there's been a number of firsts for me. It was the first time I ever watched Toy Story, for example. I've I've clocked yep. Toy Story one, two, three, and four. Um, what other films have I watched? Oh, and I I started watching the Marvel series, and I, you know, it's something I probably should have done. I think that most people, most people my age have watched. Uh, you know, the Marvel superheroes. What are the Avengers? Is that what they are? The, well, yeah, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, sorry, the, the Marvel... Official. The, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Go on, try universe. it. Yeah. Um, much like the WWE Universe. Um, and I watched... Uh, so I watched Captain America, which I thought was very good. But bearing in mind, right, so when I watch these films, it's not like I watch them. I watch some TV series and I'm, like, blown away by them. I'm like wow, you know, I can't stop thinking about them. And when I was watching yep. these uh, Marvel films, um, my uh, enjoyment level of them was, oh, that was a good way to spend a couple of hours. Do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. like I was ever fully invested. Um, See, to me, it always struck... You no, know, My thoughts on you watching these movies is they're a little bit too um, fantasy-based. Which is interesting, uh, considering I like wrestling, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, but there's but there's a there's an element of pre- real presentation in pro wrestling. So I mean, I know like you have the Undertaker and Kane and the dent, you know, uh, the dentist. Do you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. you know, the absurd characters. But I was I never thought about it really till now. But like you always say, I've never seen Star Wars. I've never seen Marvel. Like it's just because it was all a bit silly for you. That's correct. Um, yeah. Which is, yeah. Um, I remember listening to a interview with Simon Cowell on the radio and he was talking about cinema or movies and pretty much direct quote was, he said, um, you know, it, it could have been like whatever he was talking about. It could have been like one of those silly Marvel movies. 
And I was like, oh, that's interesting that, like, you know, Simon Cowell, for whatever he is and what he's worth, and not financially, just whatever he is as a person, that's clearly not his thing. Yeah. So He's into reality um, TV, isn't he? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, of course, right. And I just kind of thought, oh, maybe that's kind of what you are. Just like, I was just a silly, you know, pretend mutant versus the Incredible Hulk isn't really your thing. Yeah, I but think so. you're now telling yeah. the world that that's not true. Well, so. you know, like, it is and it isn't. So, like, I... I watched Captain America. I watched Iron Man. Now, Iron Man, the first Iron Man. Now, I think about the first 45 minutes, approximately, of Iron Man, I was like, Hmm. this is one of my favourite films of all time. And then, like, essentially, then the film starts then, doesn't it? You know, the story and all that. But, like... uh, Yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. I'm sure everyone has seen it, but, you know... You're 20 years old, Andy. I think you'd be all right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's new to me. <laughs> so the, the start of Iron Man, uh, when he's when he's captured and whatever have you, before he he's he breaks free and he makes his first Iron Man outfit, that that to me could have been a whole movie. I thought it's brilliant. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then like from there, it went a bit downhill. I felt felt like I still enjoyed it, but it just wasn't the same uh, same excitement. Um, yeah. My my favorite part of those movies are like the. Um... I think they call them the origin stories. So, you know, how does Spider-Man become Spider-Man? How does Captain America become Captain America? When you get into, like, the real thick of it, kind of, I think, what you're saying. When yeah. you get to the thick of the action, I still enjoy it, but I'm always like, oh, I like the bit where you see Captain America when he's all skinny, and then how does he become, basically takes a load of steroids and gets really big. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so so maybe I'm a bit like you in that respect, but, like, the origin story, the bit before you get to the actual heart of the, Part of the film and I guess the narratives the are quite simple as well, aren't they? You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, it's uh, it follows that typical. I again, I've not watched the entire uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, but I feel like it's a very Hollywood narrative, typical Hollywood narrative. It doesn't take you in any twists and turns. You know, like you know ultimately um, what's going to happen. You know, yeah, um, but uh, I. Uh, the one I stopped on was four. So like, okay, it was just too much for me. I was just like, and I'm going to try again. I'm going to try and, and get back into it again. But like, uh, it, it was, I think you're right. I think you've uh, successfully, and I, uh, this podcast has already been worthwhile for me because I feel like I've had a therapy session. I feel like uh, <laughs> I can finally understand what's what because uh, when I look at four, I'm like, I was watching it and I was just like, oh, come on now. This is, it's almost like that. I hate the term jump the shark because I think it's overused, but it was that jump, jump the shark moment for me where I was like, I just can't believe this anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny uh, you said Thor's the jump the shark movie because that was the, second movie or third movie in the whole franchise yeah so i watched so, it differently to you, to, to, for you to get to another yeah you watch them in a different order right you yeah watched so them in, i watched it in, the, in a timeline order, yeah timeline yeah. order yeah so yeah. i watched iron man one and two i watched uh captain america and captain marvel um and then i think that four was the next one um okay i i got battered on twitter by a series of people um including Shah samuels about not watching it in the order they were released after asking for advice before I started <laughs> this journey. Um, yeah. 
and uh, and I decided where four was. It was uh, in timeline or timeline order. It was the next movie to watch, and in the release date order, it was the next movie to watch. Um, okay. So or that I hadn't already seen. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch it in release date order now. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't. I couldn't get through it. But I'm gonna try again. I will try again. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck. Um, but Toy Story one, two, three, and four are absolutely wonderful. I don't know what I was. You know, I don't honestly don't know why I had never watched that sooner. Like, what, yeah, what an had, idiot! We had Toy Story two on this morning. Actually, we um we, we're a big fan of Toy Story in this film, in this uh, this film, in this uh, lockdown. Yeah, Calvin loves it. Obviously, his first time seeing it as well, but it's his favourite. Yep. So it was a big basis of his uh, of his birthday. He was two two days ago. It's happy birthday, uh-huh. Calvin. Yeah, happy birthday. I felt a bit bad actually last night. I realised Lindsay said, "Oh, it was Calvin's birthday yesterday." I thought, "Oh God, was it?" So um, I did fully intend on uh, calling you today and discussing it. But you text me about 4 a.m. saying, should we do a podcast? So I thought, happy birthday, Calvin, from the Simmons household. (laughs) I'll make sure he gets that message. I'm sure he'll get (laughs) it when he downloads it on the podcast and listens to it it later. So, yeah, yeah, but he's, uh, yeah, it's crazy how quickly time goes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this lockdown seems to be, well, like, to be fair, like, despite being bored or whatever like it is going very time is flying by nearly six weeks in six weeks today i think uh we we were locked down right well we've actually been locked down for seven weeks because uh it it was six weeks ago today that it became law so like on the monday boris johnson told everyone you know this is now oh that's right and everyone kept going out and having a laugh and yeah okay seven weeks yeah so um so yeah, but it's uh, it's crazy how quickly it's gone. And you, uh, more yeah. I think the most crazy thing is, is the days don't the days just blend into one another. Um, and I yeah. think that I don't know. I used to bookmark my weeks by wrestling shows, or you know, you'd know it's Saturday because we'd be at the wrestling school, or you know, like yeah, yeah. But, but now it just all blends into one another. Um, but it's not a bad yeah, thing. It does, right? Yeah, does. I, if anything, I'm I'm kind of dreading coming out of lockdown. I think I'm a bit scared of the outside world now. But... <laughs> yeah. I had uh, another one, a different one, but another one of my ex-girlfriends. Uh, she had a twin sister. Oh, you've got a lot of ex-girlfriends, was... haven't you? Well, I had about three or four serious ones, and uh, four met the love of my life, obviously. And uh, she had a twin sister who always claimed to be agoraphobic, which is when you, you don't like leaving the house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but but <laughs> there's a big but here. Uh, she would. She also earned uh, earned owned a... Um, year-long pass to thought you know get those year-long passes that get you to thought park and chesington and yeah she had one of those um it was all a complete scam um but that's why i learned what agoraphobia was i just don't think the girl could be bothered to go to work and uh anyway i kind of i kind of fear i'm becoming agoraphobic because i'm like oh god like until there's a vaccine I kind of feel like I'm going to be very, very trepidatious. Is that the right word? About that is, leaving yeah, that's home. a big word to use. Yeah, uh, about leaving home because until um, it's safe because you just don't know. No, you don't. You just don't. Yeah, but but I'm trying to stay positive and think, right, you know, you know, let's hope in you know six to eight weeks we'll, the world will be not clear of this pandemic because well, the pandemic might be over. Oh, I don't know. We talk about things we don't really no, the terminology is off. Well, we but... don't understand. That doesn't stop anyone on Facebook or Twitter from giving their... their... <laughs> no, I guess it doesn't, does it? No. no. You're right. So at least, we um, can be, at least we can be honest about it and just be like, look, we're just a couple yeah. of mates. We're just talking about our thoughts. This isn't... There's no scientific fact behind what we're talking about. We're just, you no. know... We've been very sensible, going out when we need to, 
um, and uh, yeah, trying to trying to use our time wisely, I guess. Yeah. So, um, well, should we get into into a little bit of? Uh, yeah. Should we talk his... about what you know? How the world's crumbled around us and destroyed our careers. Yeah. Well, shall I start? So, um, yeah. For, for me, I I was very aware of this uh, coronavirus. I mean, I I was warning people about it. No, I was in February. So, like, I remember uh, Stevenage in particular. Um, so that would have been the first end of January. No, it'd be the first day. Like, because the cockpit was a following day. Would that be right? Yeah, it was okay. definitely the cockpit was the following day, so okay. I had so it would be the f- the last sat the the first Saturday of February, um so yeah so maybe the second or third of February something like that, um and I was telling everyone I was very aware of the coronavirus and I was you know saying how worried I was and um in the back of my mind where I and and don't get me wrong I. I wasn't thinking about it as, oh, this is a disease which is going to come and affect England to the extent that it's affected us in the UK. Um, my fear was looking at international talents, bringing international talents over the shows. Um, and had New Japan cancelled their shows by then? Or Yes. Uh, what, by... Uh, the first week no, in they February? no, they hadn't. No, they hadn't. No, no, no. they hadn't. No. Um, so... Um, I was and I was worried in the back of my head. Um, I was worried about. So we had your call on February the fourteenth, Valentine's Day, which had um, obviously Zack Saber Junior versus Will Ospreay. Um, we'd sold a ton of tickets. It was on course to be a sellout, and it was uh, it was all going all guns blazing. And, and, and it really was for me looking at that. That was. Uh, um, I don't want to say it was a starting point of something because I felt we'd already started um, the. Uh, well, I'd say as, um, you know, as someone who's not the, the promoter, I'd say it was the strongest show that you, it was about to all kind of bounce back. Not that things were on the, you know, a disaster levels at all, but like it was a big, strong bounce back show that like, right, 2020 is going to be, you know, a, a successful year. Yeah, it's almost a statement of intent. So I right, so I believe yeah. last year um, we promoted and ran a, a lot of successful shows last year um, and a lot of artistically really good shows and uh, a lot of shows which had some tremendous matches on. But the only real shows that get full attention and the shows where people determine whether you're a success or a failure seems to be York Hall. Um, and we had um, a couple of York Hall shows which I believe... Uh, didn't go the way I'd like them to go or be remembered the way I'd like them to be remembered. Um, And I felt that this, you know, we'd done a lot of background work in order to kind of, you know, start establishing new wrestlers, bringing in new names. Um, You know, obviously we've got like people like Ricky Knight Jr., Robbie X, guys like that, Um, Hikaleu, you know, really strong, strong names who are, you know, coming... Shota. Shota, yeah, and, and, you know, coming into their own. Um, Obviously, Giselle Shaw, the whole entire women's division, um, you know, really working hard on all of that stuff. Um, And this was... The the high-stakes show was an opportunity to really... um, to announce to the world, look, this is what we're doing, this is what we're all about, you know. Um, And we... Uh, my big fear was, oh my God, we're not going to get to that time. And oh my God, what if Will and Zach are stuck in Japan because of his coronavirus? Because that's how real I, I took it. I thought that there was a real possibility that, um, you know, air travel could be affected by this. But I never in my wildest imagination um, thought it would turn into anything like we were 
it turned into, you know. Um, and you can ask anyone who was at that Stevenage show. I was talking to a lot of people about it beforehand and asking a, a lot of people's opinions about it. Um, but I don't really think anyone, no one really thought anything of it at all, right? Would you? Th- not really, no, not by, not by, um, we're talking about Stevenage, no. I remember it being a point of discussion, but not a big discussion. Um, somebody might have sort of half flippantly said, Oh, I better not shake hands at the moment, or something like that. Um, well, that was well, that but, was a that was a rib, wasn't it? Because Rhino doesn't shake hands with anyone, does he? Um, and he was on the right, show, yeah. and he was around fist pumping everyone. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where you know everyone was saying he's like, ahead oh, of the curve. He's ahead man. of the curve, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like it was, uh, it was just weird. Um, and then uh, I think from that point on, like once your call got out of the way and that happened. I don't think there was another thought consideration about it. Um, and then I'll tell you, when I first thought this is going to be an issue, wasn't until maybe it was the first, the second week of March. So we did our cockpit show in March. No issues. Thought, no, we didn't. Did we not? Yes, we oh, did. Oh, no, you did. I didn't. Yes, you did. I didn't. That's right. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah you sorry. didn't. Oh, yeah, because... Um, yeah. So... So... I did the cockpit show in March. Um, yeah. We'll get into why you didn't do it in a second. But, um, yeah, yeah, I did the cockpit show in March. And then the following weekend was, um, I had shows in Sheffield and in St. Neots. Now, we had, um, we had Jay Lethal flying in for the shows. We had uh, Clark Connors flying in for, for the shows from America. Um there was no issues with them coming in, anything like that. Um, now, at this point, the coronavirus was, uh, we were all a lot more aware of it because I remember, um, I remember specifically Jay Lethal had some hand sanitizer he was using all the time and him and Giselle Shaw got into a, a little debate. Giselle was saying, well, the coronavirus is a virus, not a bacteria. Therefore, this isn't going to protect you. And they went back and forth on that, you know. Um, and, okay. um, so like we were all very aware of it and I had my hand sanitizer and this was when, you know, the idea was we just wash our hands all the time. We just wash our hands all the time. We'll be fine. Just keep washing your hands um, for 20 seconds. And we were almost amazed that um, that you had to wash your hands for 20 seconds because I don't think anyone, well, I speak for myself here, um, but I certainly had never washed my hands for 20 seconds <laughs> ever no, no, in my lifetime. No, not on purpose. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that shook my world a little bit. Uh, but then we did the so we did the show so we did Sheffield now the attendance wasn't amazing for Sheffield but the attendance before that was terrible now the attendance before that was the attendance was terrible because um, that was when so it, basically uh, what I'm saying is Sheffield is cursed because um, if you remember that w- the, the Sheffield show before was when there was all that flooding uh, like major yep. league flooding in Sheffield um, and we didn't even know the show was going to be able to happen so the attendance before that was down massively because um, or we presume because of the flooding um, so this Sheffield show the attendance was up from that prior show by quite a substantial margin um, so there really wasn't anything to gauge it against so it didn't really uh, you know didn't really register anything you know it was like oh this attendance is better than the one before and that's all you can hope for to keep building something you know and it was a real good show the evening show was a real good show um and uh everyone seemed to enjoy themselves have a good time whatever have you then we roll on to st neots the following day now with st neots we'd, we'd run it in december um we'd had a real good attendance in december um and this show we were 
uh, personally, we were 20 tickets off of um, the December show from our from the Revolution Pro Wrestling side. We were 20 tickets off, um, but I'd done a lot of extra advertising locally, which we hadn't done for the December show. Um, so we'd had newspaper adverts, articles in the paper, um, and of course, obviously, we'd still the posters, banners, etc., around St. Neots. Um, and obviously, that's a, it's a venue that Ben Ald, um, the, the former Southside promoter, um, is in charge of. So uh, he had done a lot of local advertising, as he always does. So I went into that show with the mindset of, wow, we're going to do is we do equal, if not better, than the time before, because we've had all the extra local advertising added on top of the internet stuff. And then we get there and we get to the venue and I hadn't, I don't know, I wanted to be cautiously optimistic, I think. I didn't, don't think I wanted to hear any bad news or anything. Um, no. So I was expecting to turn up at the venue and they go, yep, yeah, look, we sold 150 tickets or whatever have you, you know. Um, and we got to the venue and they'd sold hardly anything. And I was like crushed. And then like uh, I was walking around and like it wasn't like it was a bad attendance per British wrestling standards. Um, but per the, the show before it was a, a lot lot weaker and uh, and that's really devastating and I was like wow we put on a real good show in December and um, we've done a lot of advertising for this and uh, you know like what what's going on and then like I walked around the the high street and it was like a ghost town and it was then I realized maybe it's this uh, you know the coronavirus almost the fear of the coronavirus which has caused this right in yeah. terms of like let's not take unnecessary risks going to the wrestling whilst this is going on you know um mm -hmm. and um and st neots is like a small town it's not like a you know like i think if it was in london i don't really think that people would have thought twice about it you know but where it's uh you know it's much, it's much like you know you're a list boy aren't you do you know what i mean like yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah. i mean like i i like it actually to petersfield which like, yeah, I had a okay. around there in December. It's like, you know, it's got it's got your CEXs and it's got your Argos, but it's also got, you know, your local bakeries and it's 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 actually a really beautiful town. It is, it's got um, the, it's got the lake, but, it's it's real nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's not a big it's not a city far from it. It's just like a like a town, I don't know what your population would be, but like it's just a town. It's a town, you know, we we refer to them as camp shows and town shows. Like <clears throat> obviously it's not a camp show, it's not a holiday camp, but like it's a town show because it's in the middle of a nice town. Yeah, and uh, and I think everyone knows everyone, you know? It's a community yeah. event, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's probably one local school that everyone goes to. Um so yeah, and the attendance was down. And I think it, yeah, I genuinely feel that the coronavirus was very much responsible for that lower attendance. Um and then obviously, uh so from there, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself why you weren't there? Uh so I wasn't there. <laughs> So I, um, the middle of January, uh, completely out of the blue, I get an email from New Japan Pro Wrestling about coming to do three weeks um, worth of commentary with Kevin Kelly on New Japan World. So obviously I was overjoyed and very excited and about that. That would have been that. for the New Japan uh, Cup, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. And the, the, so we're going to start, first show is the anniversary show and then do the whole of the New Japan Cup. Uh, you know, like I said, completely out of the blue, I get this email. Um, it was out of the blue to me, maybe not out of the blue to them, you know, like maybe, uh, you know, I like to think somewhere down the line that it was always in the plan to uh, ask me back. And you're always so, very negative, aren't you? Yeah, like, you know, there's a couple of times we've just said, you know, like I, you, you play, this is 20 years I've been doing wrestling now. 
So this year, like I'm a first training session, probably right around this time, just before my GCSE started, right? Uh, so right around now, early May. Um, so I've been doing 20 years and then you start, you do, like, I know you take the piss out of me, but like you do you question it, go, am I not wasting my time because I love it and I loved it and I've had some amazing experiences, but you do sit there and go, is it time I maybe went to college, you know? Because <laughs> I... <laughs> And maybe got your college, GCSEs. Like a, yeah, maybe get my GCSEs. You know, like sort of. But uh, you know, you you do doubt you doubt yourself, and you think, well, what what about in ten years' time? And what am I going to do in ten years' time? Anyway, I was provided this amazing opportunity to do three works for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And first of all, you never you never believe it until. So even though even after you got the the, the call. Um, you yeah. didn't want to let anyone know, and you didn't want to believe it until you got the flight yeah. through, right? Well, the, the the rule is in wrestling, certainly, probably a lot of things. Um, you don't believe it till it happens. So even the last time I went to Japan, I didn't tell anyone about it until I landed in Tokyo because I was like, well, this could still go all. This could still go tits up. I don't even remember, but right around the time, there were flights were being cancelled and delayed because of um, there was a bloody drone kept flying onto Gatwick Oh, yes, I do airfield. remember, yeah. yeah. And I, it was right around that time, maybe by, I don't know, maybe a week or two, but whatever, it was still close enough for me to think, God, I'm not going to tell anyone. Until yeah, and, and I remember saying uh, to you at the time that, um, you know, in wrestling, then, yes, the rule of thumb is don't believe something until you have it presented in front of you and you're actually there. Um, but I do remember yeah. saying to you that in my experience with New Japan Pro Wrestling is that if they say something is going to happen... It happens. Yeah. They, they're good to their words. Yeah. Um, so, sure. uh, so I was like, you've got nothing to worry about. And this time, I was telling you again, you've literally got nothing to worry about because you got the email right, and then you were like, you, you'd obviously accepted the the deal, um, and then you're like, I've uh, not heard anything back, and it's like, don't worry, it's happening, you know. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know. If that's just me being paranoid or like wrestler paranoid. No, I think, I mean, I, well, I, I'll t let me say, so, like, so I feel that perhaps the, um, the modern wrestler might say that's you being paranoid. Because, uh, mm -hmm. but like anyone who's had any kind of longevity in the business and has been around for a long amount of time, I think that that's just general wrestler paranoia. I think the modern wrestler has got stuff a lot easier um, in terms of the world is so different now. Like, you know, it's almost easier to get a NXT, well, it's, it's, it's easier to get an NXT UK deal than it is to get a tour of Japan. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And like to yeah, the, yeah. the reality of being, um, I remember seeing a tweet uh, recently um, from Ashton Smith saying something along the lines of, you know, back in the day, like it was celebrated when you, you yourself, Andy, got the, you know, the the raw job matches or whatever, you know, with Umaga. Mm -hmm. and that was like a, a huge achievement for British wrestling. But now it's almost like, I don't want to... Um, downplay people's achievements who've got to nxt uk but it's almost like they're handing out jobs to anyone you know um, right so i feel like the world that we're in now um is you know it's, it's much more cheap like i don't know we laugh at some of the starting wages that, that people get right <laughs> compared to right. compared to you know like it's just it's almost like people just expect it and get it you know um sure in terms of yeah. you know in terms of their careers in terms of their progression and and whatever and, the, and 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 again like the fact that you know once we say fwa traded off of three shows at york hall you know i've done like 30 shows at york hall but yeah do you know what i mean but like yeah, so, yeah. so i guess it's just our we're showing our age when we when we say that but you know anyone who's had any kind of longevity has that um almost yeah. fear yeah, well, it is a fear. Like, uh, 
Yeah, because, you know, you, are you still there? Yeah. I'm sure we lost connection. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, it is a fear. Um, so, uh, you know, I was determined not to not to broadcast it. Some of the guys from the training school knew, you know, obviously my family knew, but they're not going to tell Twitter or anything. And uh, and three days before we were set to start, the, the anniversary show, New Japan anniversary show, was going to be our first show. You had your flight in your um, hand. Yeah, I had flights, everything. I had my flights booked, everything. I was about, uh, In fact, I was literally like, right, tomorrow night I'm going to pack. Um, I get I get a text message saying uh, we've um, you know we've uh, postponed the start of the tour, um, but we do intend to you know we're still going to keep these dates. Um, so uh, I then get another flight sent through. So I was like, okay, well it's not going to be three weeks; it's going to be ten days. And I think as well um, uh, at this stage as well, just to, to add a bit of colour to, to this. Um, other Japanese wrestling promotions were still running shows in front of crowds, um, and uh, New Japan had, out of choice, um, stopped running shows. Um, so it seemed like a very real proposition that, um, you know... It was going to be very short-term. Like, yeah. It was just like, oh, well, we're going to postpone, you know, the first, um, you know, the first 10 days, I believe it was. Um, uh, but, yeah, and then... Two days before I'm talking to you, and uh, also I'm in regular correspondence with Kevin Kelly as well about the trip, and uh, and then two days before, that's when I think you text me saying you've heard the rest of the tour's been cancelled, um, and then the the official word came from New Japan that the rest of the tour been cancelled, so uh, that was it, and then and then obviously you still had shows, and. Uh, yeah, that was a t- not a tough pill for me to swallow because obviously I fully appreciate and understand. Also, the uh, sincere or the sincerity of New Japan and why they cancel their shows is, it, well, it, it's not unheard of. In, it's unheard of in big league pro wrestling. You know, like, you know, they've decided to cancel everything. They're almost um, the opposite of the rest of the world in the sense of New Japan, uh, you know, it's, it was the little promotions which were continuing to run um, and the big yeah. promotions which were standing down and not running shows. Whereas, um, for example, in America, it's uh, the big promotions which are just like, you know, we're going ahead with this and the, the, yeah. the smaller ones which are standing down. Sure. So, um, so, uh, so then obviously I spoke to you and I said, Oh, uh, can I, can I, can I still do your shows now? And then you were like, well, I've already booked someone. And I, I wasn't really, I was being quite facetious when I asked, cause I knew you had already booked Shah Samuels to, uh, do the commentary with you. But, uh, that's why I wasn't there was I was all set for potentially a big, big break for me, uh, three weeks in Japan. Um, and you know, for new Japan pro wrestling, the best wrestling organization on the planet. So um, the coronavirus has not hit me directly, uh, as in like made me poorly, but it's hit me big time. Yeah, I'll tell you, after that first night working with Shah Samuels, I was wishing you were there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, but... and, and just, just to point, I, I was, I was I, uh, to that point, I was so determined um, more than, not more than ever, because like I fully appreciate the opportunity that was presented to me by New Japan last year. Um, but I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this work. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna, like I had fantastic um, feedback from everyone, uh, the, the the English speaking wrestlers who who, um, you know, who watch New Japan World and you know, my listen to my work with Kevin and you know, they were fully supportive and encouraging. And then this one, I was like, this is a big responsibility. This is a New Japan Cup, one of their biggest biggest tours of the year. I'm not gonna let myself down. I'm not certainly not gonna let the New Japan uh, audience down, as it were. Um, I was so ready. I was so prepared. 
uh, and then to kind of like, no, like, please not now. Can, you know, can we, can we do the first week? Can this coronavirus try and get us in a week's time? You know, not now, please not now. But, you know, that's the way the world turns, as they say. And, um, yeah. So uh, I was, uh, and and I'll be ready, you know, when the when the call comes again. Um, well, you got a trampoline but, uh, now, haven't you? So <laughs> yeah, I've no intention of getting back in the ring properly. So um, this is what I'm hanging my hat on, and uh, and uh, I'm fully prepared to do so. Yeah. So um, yeah, just insane timing. So it's almost like you cursed the whole situation. I do want to add as well, though. Um, it was a struggle that first show with Shah. But, um, oh, was it we, really? We, okay. But we did, but we did weather the storm. So the following weekend, I actually had quite a good time uh, in, in Sheffield and St Neots with him. Um, so I, I think. Well, don't we, make me jealous, all right? So. I, I'm, I'm trying not to, but I just don't want to. I don't want it to sound like I'm being really horrible to Shah because we did the, the following <laughs> week. I think we we had much better chemistry together, um, and I think that. Uh, I think Shaw recognised that, that that week was a bit of a, or that weekend was a bit of a blur to him and a bit of a struggle. So uh, I think we, uh, we <laughs> definitely got through uh, the following weekend a lot better. And I, th- I think that, yeah, it was, it was a lot more fun. Um, okay. I, like to, I like to enjoy it. And I enjoy commentary when I do it with yourself. I enjoy it when I do it with, uh, with Gideon, Rob Elias. We've had some good, good little uh, uh, commentary days. Um, I, I love doing it. Like I, uh, it's something I never like. I remember when you first asked me to do it, and we might have, we might have touched upon this on the podcast before, but it was your revolution show. Uh, yeah, at the Troxy wasn't that an anniversary of that called... came up recently? I saw you posted a picture. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was to the day, but I, the the picture popped up on my, I think probably my Facebook memories or something. And uh, yeah, that was the first day, right? And I and I, I was okay. Like I I was just kind of I used to be. Um, so I used to be very much like wrestling is my life then it became a little bit of like oh i'm happy still to be involved um and now it's become like a a, a, the commentary especially has become a huge passion and interest of mine um so in when i was aspiring pro wrestler um i would watch wrestling matches and i still do watch plenty of wrestling but like i also watch a lot of i watch the k i listen to the cadence and delivery of the commentators now it's 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 given me as a human and as a sparring professional within the wrestling world a new um i want to say breath of life but that's not what i mean is it what do i mean well it um, is it's, it's it's kind of a new it's yeah a new, but that's not the terminology it's that's a lease of life the lease Le- of life, <laughs> a new lease of life there you and, go. And, yeah. and, I, and i feel that i always say to people you can watch a wrestling match a hundred times for a hundred different things and it's interesting you said that because obviously the the delivery of the commentators is another aspect that you can watch because i always say you know you can watch it for someone's selling or you can watch it for someone's fire or you can watch it for the way someone shows out to the crowd you can watch it for the moves you can watch it for the structure you know there's so many different ways you can re-watch the same wrestling match you can pick it apart piece by piece and you can watch it a different way every time so it's interesting you say that um and, and now you you have another way of watching wrestling because you come at it from a different angle um, so, yeah. uh, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with wrestlers, um, you know, active wrestlers watching it for that respect as well, because I always say you need to be able to picture in your head the reaction the crowd's going to make, and you can picture in the head the story the commentators are going to tell, because that's a, a big part for me. Like, if you can't picture that that story being told, if you don't have a clear story being told, then I feel that you're, you're doing something wrong, you know? So I think that that's a, right. a very interesting way to look at watching a professional wrestling match. 
And and also, I'd, I'd I learned this a long time ago when the FWA was on the wrestling channel, um, and I'll tell you why. But my point is, like wrestlers, I think should care um, more about what the commentary are talking about. Yeah. So the pros, and I mean, like uh, you, not necessarily like um, not specifically only the New Japan wrestlers, but um, yeah, the ones who really care, like the real professionals, will come and talk to me or you or Kevin or whoever we we or Shah or anyone we're working with, and say, "Oh, could you say this at this point?" Or I had an idea for this at that point. Um, and my example is um, when I won the FWA champ- Tag Team Championships, uh, we were on the Wrestling Channel, and the idea was uh, we were in Morecambe, and Duke of Danger and myself were coming to the ring as the Tag Team Champions, and I forgot my belt. That was kind of like the joke, wasn't it? It was a bit of a silly character. So Duke walked out this championship belt, and I didn't have mine. He's like, where's your belt? And I forgot, and I went back, I went back into the change room quickly to get it uh, and came up with the belt. Anyway, that was, in my head, I decided in my head that would that that play out fantastic on the commentary. Like, it's funny. Um, it, it, it was just clever. And anyway, because I didn't tell the commentary team the idea, they just didn't even reference it. Um, and I feel that was uh, obviously not a big point, but just it just add, commentary adds so many layers to an already great wrestling match. That's it. It's, um, it's layers, so, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that would have helped establish uh, the that would help establish my character to the people watching at home. Whether there was we don't we never really knew whether ten people watching it or there was a ten thousand people watching it. Um, but that was my idea, but I let myself down because I didn't ask the commentary team to reference it. Yeah, and the reality is it doesn't matter if there's 10 people or 10,000 people watching, does it? Or 10 million people watching. You need to treat it as if, uh, you know, it's the most important thing. It's if 10 thing. million people watching, yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah. How, you, that's yeah. how you progress and move forward. And I always uh, kind of had that bone. Uh, you know, I don't like it when you have wrestlers who are just like, oh, there's not many people here tonight. Let's take it easy. You know, not like, yeah, again, sure, like yeah. I, I don't begrudge wrestlers uh, looking after their bodies, but there's a difference between not bumping and working hard. You know, uh, it, or, yeah. It, it, does that make sense? So you can still work hard without bumping. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it makes hundred um, percent sense. Like, you know, like uh, the the Ricky Knight used to always say, um, the holiday camps are the best adverts we have for the hall shows. Um, by which he meant, you know, if somebody goes to a holiday, watch a holiday camp show, and they think, oh, that was bloody good. That we'll, we'll take the kids to see that when they're at the ports of Guildhall, um, and you know, they'll they'll pay money for it. But yeah. like, the problem was. A lot of wrestlers don't want to work hard on the camps because it's just a camp. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think there's real truth behind uh, what Ricky says, that it's the best advert we have for the whole show. I agree. Yeah, people from all over the country like converging on one place. Um, and, you know, yeah, that is a, it's a great advert, isn't it? If you imagine there's like a thousand people at a camp, which is very believable, a number of the camps, and many times there's more than that. If they've got, you know, if, it, if there's a thousand people representing 20 different cities within the UK, maybe even more than that, then yeah, it's an absolute, absolutely fantastic advert. And I always say you, you really become a self-fulfilling prophecy, don't you? If you treat it like you're a, you know, you're a top professional, if you treat everything with respect and you, you try your hardest and you make so you know you make the most out of every opportunity you become your perception is reality and you become that you know and, and it's almost an opportune time to mention someone like a um a drew mcintyre who obviously when he was released from wwe he made it his 
absolute life's goal to get to the top of his game. And there he is at WrestleMania. Obviously, it's not the WrestleMania he'd imagined, but there he is defeating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And he's a guy who, yeah. you know, he was uh, the real a real consummate professional and he would travel back and forth from England to America um, when he was away from WWE and he'd, he'd do stuff like um, he wasn't there to be a cheap shield for himself. So, for example, he'd have his merchandise he wanted to go on last. He wanted to be the main event. He wasn't there being like, oh, can I go on before intermission? You'd never see him before the show, before his match. You'd never, ever see him selling merchandise. And I asked him why. And he said to me, well, because the biggest reaction, that th you want the first time people to see you being when you walk through the curtain. You know, so he, he uh, you know, he gave up that extra couple of hundred quid in merchandise money by saving himself to be perceived as a superstar yeah the, the presentation isn't it yeah, yeah. he was he was concerned um you know um, concerned isn't isn't the right word but he, he was um he was determined he was determined that like uh that that first that first appearance was was going to be worth you know more to him than that 200 quid uh, that you'd have made on the yeah. merchandise and table. then the reality or even is, a thousand pound he might have made a thousand yeah. pound on and, the merchandise but, table you know like but the reality he, he wasn't but, putting a figure on it and the reality is after the match he probably made more because you know people were clamouring to see him by that point you know, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I think the way he went about his business um, was just absolutely superb and he deserves every success of where he is now. Um, so, um, so, yeah, so where are we in our story then, Anne? So we've got, um, so you're, you're supposed to be in Japan and you're not. Um, my show in St. Neots, I've, I've been like, oh, maybe we could put an asterisk against that attendance and blame that on the coronavirus. Um, and then the following weekend, the Saturday, we've got a show at the Buckland Community Centre. Um, yes. So I had taken the training on the Saturday, on the Wednesday, sorry. Um, yeah. Because um, you were in your grief process at this point, right? Um, no, 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 no. No, Rocky died the day before the show. So why weren't so, you there on the Wednesday? Um, I can't couldn't remember. Couldn't be asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't remember my excuse for not wanting to be there. <laughs> no, I can't remember. There must have been something going on. Um yeah. Um, or was I, I? I think on that Wednesday I was still set to be going for the second trip. So maybe I. I, I can't. Know. I can't remember. I can't for the second leg. I should say. But um, yeah. Um, but then. Or, then obviously the Saturday came with a show. But I remember saying to you on maybe maybe it was a Friday saying to you, uh, "Oh mate, I don't think we should run the show, right?" Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Because I was just yeah, because like, it would have been it would have been Friday was when Rocky was put to sleep in the early hours, so I wasn't really feeling it either way. Um, but I was we did, but we committed to do it, and also it was for that was sounding sarcastic, like it was such a good cause, like you know, the sports relief. It's the one thing, um, you know, fundraising that the whole of Britain gets behind um, to support. Uh, well, sports relief, I think, is every other year, and then comic relief is every other year, isn't it? So. This year it was Sports Relief. We put a lot of work into the show. Um, we had, I think, from did we, did we have an article in the paper this time? I can't uh, remember. I don't know. It all blurs together, doesn't know. it? Yeah, we did have an article. Yeah, sure. it does. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I, I yeah. feel, and, and I feel that like if it was a, um, it sounds. I feel like if it was a, a standard Rev Pro show, I think I probably would have put a kibosh on it, um, just because yeah. I was just like, this is. 
this is real now, you know, but I guess a part sure. of it being a, a, a show for the students as well, like, obviously, they work so hard to get there. Um, and we didn't know, again, we didn't know the the reality behind the coronavirus, <laughs> did we? There, were, there was a lot, it was, it was still a lot of early days, though, because it was still the time when it was like, oh, there's been two cases in Manchester and, and, and whatever, uh, you know, uh, like... Well, as well as that, that, that week... quite localised. So on the Thursday, so that week, Cheltenham Festival had been going on all that week. Um, and the, on the Thursday of that week, um, Boris Johnson had done his uh, press conference and he had said, um, you know, it's business as usual. He said, you know, yeah. like it's... Uh, but then, um, But then that weekend... Um, that was the weekend the Premier League stopped, right? Because uh, Mikel Arteta had uh, tested, or was that the weekend before? I don't. I think we're talking about like the sixteenth of March. I think so, was our well, fourteenth of March was our show, wasn't it? That was it. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I think that was the weekend where the Premier League had stopped because, um, okay, and, and there was you know like um, there's all the talk of um, you know it would have still gone ahead had it not been for Arteta testing positive, the Arsenal manager testing positive, because um, Arsenal was scheduled to play Brighton, I believe, on that, that day. Um, okay. And, um, but I remember, so we'd, we'd agreed we were going to do the show, um, but we just didn't know, again, obviously all advice was telling us just carry on with it, right? That was government advice saying carry on with it. Um, oh, and yes. I should add as well, like um, when those New Japan shows got cancelled, we all came home, uh, Will Ospreay came home and we decided to do a pop-up show on two weeks' notice. Um, so the Thursday after that event, we'd, we'd had a show for the Resistance Gallery scheduled, which was the card was absolutely insane that we were going to do there in front of 160 people in the Resistance Gallery, um, a sold-out show there. Um, and uh, and that was, you know, we'd, we'd taken that on on two weeks' notice. Um, so that was a Thursday after that Saturday. And we didn't think for a second that it wasn't going to happen, you know. And then, um, but then obviously, like I say, as we got towards the weekend, and that's where I think I was getting cold feet. So that's when I said to you, when the Premier League was all cancelled, I think that's when I said to you, oh, maybe we shouldn't run this show. Um, but we, we went ahead and ran it. And um, it's weird, wasn't it? Because it didn't affect the attendance at all. Like it was still, the, the show was still a very busy show. Um, yeah. Everyone seemed to have a great time. And it was almost like we'd done that show and at the end of the show, it was like the, the, the feeling from myself, at least, I don't know about you. I was like, oh, I'm really glad we did that. You know, it's like we, it just is a real feel good atmosphere, wasn't there? You know, it was like yeah, a, a, a community atmosphere, yeah. but, but not, not in a, you know, like there's, I see street parties and all sorts of stuff happening now, which is done out of defiance, you know, like. This you was, won't tell me I can't do this, yeah, but this, this was, was like, it was, it was done with the best intentions. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, uh, it was like, we, we don't want, just for a couple of hours, we don't want to think about what's going on in the world. Because I remember with you, we remember you come and sat in the car because you were all um, down in the dumps and you came and sat in the car and uh, remember we put the radio on and there was that, yeah. that was when Donald Trump banned, because uh, Europe had been banned from going to America, but UK was still allowed. Right. That's right, and then yeah, uh, yeah. and then yeah. he'd banned, uh, he'd banned UK people travelling, or maybe you, yeah. or maybe that's when he banned Europe from travelling. I don't know, but I remember going into <laughs> to Hikaleu and saying you might be stuck here, mate, because because <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously he's I'm American. I'm sure you love that. <laughs> they banned uh, yeah. and they banned the travel. Um, 
So, uh, but yeah, after like after the show, it was just a real feel-good atmosphere. We'd raised some money for charity. Um, everyone who was yeah. there had forgotten about their problems for a couple of hours. Um, and it was almost like that, you know, the one budget that Churchill didn't cut in the war was the entertainment budget right so okay. people need that escapism and it was like sure it was almost like yeah we're going to ride this thing out we're going to keep you know we're going to keep running shows everything's going to be fine and then um then the tuesday cut well i think that following week was when we went into full lockdown right yeah yeah um, okay yeah it might be like monday was when boris said the monday evening yeah he, he had he, he yeah. gave his promo yeah and it was just like, yeah, that's right. oh, okay, yeah. so so then so then the Will show, the Will Osprey show, was a following Thursday. It wasn't at Thursday straight away. I want to say it was a following Thursday. Um, okay. Because, uh, I'm sure it was like the 26th. No, I've got, it yeah, we've got we've got the time scale wrong. Yeah, so like at this point, everything was still going ahead. It was um, the th Boris had said everything can go go on. Then it was a f um, then it was a following week. Yeah, this is right. So. It was a following week that he said that um, we could uh, that, but he recommended bars and pubs had to shut, bars, yep, pubs, okay. theatres, etc. So it was a following week he recommended that. Then the following week was supposed to be my uh, my pop up show in London. Um, yes. So um, so yeah, because I remember we then um, we did the um, the training the following Wednesday, which was our last training session. Um, and from that point, my goal was I had to get, we had Shota, the Great Okan and Hikaleu. I had to get all of those back to Japan. Well, I had to get Shota and Great Okan back to Japan. I had to get Hikaleu uh, back to America. Um, and, and that was just kind of insane in the sense of, oh, so before and before this as well, I'd planned to do a uh, empty arena taping as well. Um, which was going to happen on the following Tuesday um, in Southampton. Um, and we were going to not advertise it. We were going to tape it all. And it was going to be a, essentially like a, a TV show taped as in as if it was a TV taping. Um, so, you know, I was going to try and fill like 12 weeks worth of hour long shows, um, you know, filming on that day, maybe an extra day, see how it went. But when I spoke to the venues, um, there was a, a option of doing it there. There was an option of doing it in the cockpit as well. Um, and uh, because obviously all theatre had kind of um, had stopped doing shows. Um, so this was but also after... just for anyone listening to this who might think this was a crazy idea. This wasn't all that long after they'd done the wrestle talk. It was before it was before, it was before they'd done the, the, the show. So it was on that yeah. Monday was when we were when I was talking about doing it. It wasn't like um yeah, it wasn't like um like that wrestle talk show. I keep calling it wrestle talk show. I can't but it, it was you a know, Will talk Osprey, show, yeah. was David Starr. Um they 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 <coughs> excuse me, they had done or they were about to do something very similar. Yeah. And yeah. uh okay. Yeah, so it, it and it wasn't a, and again, it, the second that it became you know, apparent that this was a huge health risk in doing it. The I cancelled the plan straight away. Yeah, we can. You know, do, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a case of um, you know, like oh, we're going to ride this through and whatever. Like I'd made the decision not to run it before. Yeah, any... we weren't going to do it on the sneak or anything. Yeah, like, you know, no, not like... at all, not at all. And the, and the idea <laughs> no. behind um, doing it unannounced and not um, you know not letting people know we were taping was that we would just literally um, have time to post produce it uh, and turn it into a TV show, um, which uh, which could 
occupy people on a weekly basis uh, and look at ways to monetize that and that was one of the ideas behind the patreon to give people early access to to that so essentially from that saturday we did that show on the saturday from that monday was in the office and i was trying to work out how is revolution pro wrestling going to exist without ticket sales um and, and my mindset was obviously if we can do this empty arena show we can try and monetize that in some way if we can start a patreon we can use that to try and create some revenue um literally i thought that the whole promotion was dead like i can't even emphasize enough i was like how are we going to pay rent the week before so when we were in sheffield i just paid a vat bill which was in excess of ten thousand pounds um the vat bill um and I really, and, and I was just like, oh my God, like that, that last money could have been the money to survive. Do you know what I mean? And then like, uh, um, I, I didn't think we were going to survive. I really didn't. And I was just like, obviously we had to shut, shut the training school, um, which was a responsible thing to do. Um, and you know, obviously that relies solely on people coming to training. So it's like all my income all of a sudden is gone, you know? Um, but then fortunately, um, as time went on, the government started to announce schemes, initiatives, etc., um, to help get us, keep us above, keep us floating, so to speak. Um, and, and I became a lot more positive about it. But I'll tell you, those few days, I swear, like when I did the, the statement, because obviously I was looking at all the shows we had ahead, um, and, 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 and what I had to do was, had to look at the shows again. We didn't know how serious this was going to be, and I wish we did. And I wish we had, uh, with the benefit of hindsight, I would have just, I guess, postponed everything or moved everything to next year. I guess I don't know, but um, I spent two days or well, a full day, um, should we say, um, rescheduling all my shows. So this was when I could still talk to buildings, and we rescheduled all the shows. Um, so essentially, having the same conversation with every venue manager you know, like what's your, you know, what's going on with yourselves at the moment? We don't know. So when I initially spoke to you at call, they were saying at the moment it's business as usual until we're told we have to shut. We, 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 we have to remain open, you know, in, with following government advice. Um, so at that point there hadn't been that decree of, you, you know, they have to shut. Um, so, but what we did was we, we penciled in, so we, we put in ad additional dates. We put in the August date um, and said, look, we'll still try to run this May date, which ironically is tomorrow <laughs> um, and obviously isn't happening. Um, so we put in that, we added the August date and we said, you know, look, we're still trying to run the May date. If that doesn't work, we'll, we'll just move over to August. Um, and if it does work, we'll still run the August anyway. So, you know, it's almost like win-win for your call, but like we've given ourselves that kind of backup of, you know, where we can move the shows to. Um, we spoke to the cockpit. We, we said the likely time to, to restart. After conversation with them, we, we'd kind of in agreement. We thought that June would be the likely time to restart. But we thought there'd be an off chance of being able to run the, the May cockpit show, which would have been last weekend. And as I'm saying all this, I'm thinking how naive and stupid we were, you know, um, yeah. thinking this stuff. But we didn't know. We just didn't know. We, we, well, that's it. We, didn't, we weren't naive and stupid. Like, in hindsight, we were naive and stupid. But, like, really, we weren't. Everyone was just optimistic, yeah. you know, and, like, yeah. And I guess the thought process was how the world, how the world can't stop. But, you know. That's it, yeah. But it has. Because <laughs> we, so, we've never encountered yeah. anything like this before. So, um, no. So yeah, so the, I rescheduled all the shows and then I did that um, the following day I wrote the statement 
and then did the Facebook Live. And I said, when I, I have not watched the Facebook Live video back, but like, um, I had the worst headache I've ever had whilst doing that, just because of all the pressure. I just felt the pressure of everything on top of me. Um, and I obviously had to speak to Gigantic Tickets, who who were like, you know, any refunds, we'll, don't worry about it, you know, we'll cover it, and then, you know, you're you'll pay us back out of uh, future ticket sales which was great of them they've since reneged on that by the way but um, uh, so that kind of took alleviated that pressure at the time of oh my god where's all this money going to come from you know and uh, and it just kind of gave me that security of okay we can uh, we can carry on it's going to be okay we're putting pause on this rather than a stop on this you know sure um, but um, but I can't even begin to 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 tell you all the pressure um that i was under and like my mindset like after so after that day of um you know announcing all that stuff um and setting up that patreon and trying to work out what we were doing i literally packed my stuff packed my computer from the office my mac from the office came home and i think i've been to the office twice since and that's once because i've lost a hard drive which i still can't find um, oh, no. And that's once to try and find a letter um, which had uh, my business rates reference number on it. Um, okay. So that's Did you the find only that? Yeah, I found it. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, okay. thank God. Um, so, um, so yeah, that's the only times I've been to the office since then. Um, and uh, and I feel that once I got away from that environment all the pressure started alleviating my headache went and I've been able to concentrate on, you know, on my Netflix a little bit. Okay. You know, Disney plus. <laughs> um, my Disney yeah. plus. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. What a strain, honestly, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't begin to put in words. And I, I, I feel like I've not done this justice by not having the timeline correctly in place. Um, but like, uh, but yeah, like the, and at the moment I sit here now, and I think I can't even. So, so, so again, my next stress came when it became apparent that all the shows I'd rescheduled aren't going to happen on the rescheduled dates. So now we have to reschedule again. And then, yeah. Um, so I thought that rather than reschedule, it was best to put out a statement and saying, "Look, we we're fully aware that a lot of these dates we've rescheduled aren't going to happen, and we 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 will reschedule again, and you are still entitled to a refund." You know, that's the one thing I want, wanted to kind of uh, reassure people is that, you know, I'm, I'm not a thief in the night and this is very much a long-term thing yeah. for me. Your money's safe. Yeah. yeah, and I think that I don't, like, I, you know, you hear about shady promoters all the time um, and it would be so easy to jack it in and, and move on to something else and, you know, essentially start again with another career, I guess. But but for me, this is, there's been too much work gone into this to to cash out. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. It, it's just, you know, it's a life's work and it's a passion. Um, and I think... Well, that's that, how I feel about wrestling in general. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, 20 years this year. It's like, well, you can't jack it in now. Yeah, and I, I, and I feel that... Um, I hope that that kind of... Uh, I don't want to say optimism, loyalty, faith, or whatever you want to label it as. I hope that that's repaid... Um, by customer loyalty as well, because I think it only strengthens a brand to to find ourselves in these situations, um, to have only genuine thoughts and only genuine intent, um, and to try and come out the other end of this, 
you know, and I think that if we do make it out the other end of this, um, which I'm confident we will, um, I think that that's only going to strengthen that relationship with the fans and, and strengthen that bond we have and, and people will know we're not talking nonsense. And I guess um, the emphasis I want to put in to this is that what's that documentary where they say, oh, it was ECW. So was it, the, it was either the rise and fall of these, I think it was the rise and fall of ECW, you know, where they say we're too big to be small, but we're too small to be big. Yeah. Okay, that, yeah, that line. Yeah. I feel that's where we're, yeah. I feel that's where RevPro is at the moment because I feel like if this happened say five years ago, then it wouldn't make any difference whatsoever because the reality is most independent wrestling promotions just live show by show. So it's like, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. That's so what it is. Yeah. yeah. So it's almost like you cancel a show. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. you you know, you run another one in six months time, but this is a very real thing with very real foundations and very real overheads. And it's not a hobby. It's a, it's a profession. And it's something that we're trying to turn into a profession for everyone else who's involved with it, recognizing that, you know, we're growing this thing step by step. But it's almost like we've taken that leap from hobby to profession a long while ago. And as we're growing, we're we're trying to get to the stage where we are big, but at the moment we're too small to be big, and we need to, you know, a few more years of growth and investment to get there. And this has almost come out of nowhere, blindsided us, and and smacked us across the back of the head, you know, just as we started to build that momentum, and just as the hard work was starting to pay off, you know. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's probably the hardest part of it for me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we're all just all a bit of a dead end in a way, aren't we? But like you say, like it's, I don't think I've said the word optimism as much as I have today in the, in the last hour and a half. But, you know, like you, I think you, especially as RevPro and the foundations that you built and the, the, the towers that you are building, you need to be optimistic. And, uh, and you know, there will come a day when um, Boris Johnson will come on the telly and whether it's in six months time or 12 months time or three months time, he will come out one day and touch wood, we're all here to enjoy this when he says it's over, you know, like whether that's in place of a vaccine or whatever necessary it might steps just, need to it be might taken. just fizzle out. You don't know, do you? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Did they have a vaccine for the plague? Do you know what I mean? Just like, fizzled, the plague just fizzled I, out. I don't know. That's a terrible, uh, terrible uh, comparison. I don't remember sadly my GCSE English when we learned how long the plague went on for but like we're in different times now and uh and I think a- any business owner um has to be has to be optimistic otherwise you would just go oh forget it you know like I'll um you know I'll, I'll start up new wave revolution wrestling when this is all over with and then you essentially start it from scratch so yeah, and I, and I will reiterate what I said earlier, obviously, is that we're all in the same boat. We're absolutely all in the same boat. And I think that, you know, I've been one of the biggest critics of our government, and I feel that we could have been a lot more prepared for the situation we're in at the moment. Um, you know, but there's no point in looking now at that stuff, because we're looking at, at the moment, we should be looking at solutions to the problems at hand. And then let's hope that when we get through the end of this, it's going to be a learning experience for everyone. So we're, we're better prepared to deal with situations like this in the future. But ultimately, we're absolutely all in the same boat. It's almost like we're all living this kind of movie at the moment, isn't it? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, even from stuff like, uh, you know, 
Boris Johnson contracting coronavirus to then a week later going into intensive care then making a comeback like it's it's just insane isn't it um, yeah and I'll, I will it's say, definitely going to be a movie isn't it of course it is yeah yeah and every country's going to have their own version of it and I've been getting great <clears throat> out of watching Donald Trump's press conferences as well great in- entertainment out of watching his press conferences just his uh, okay. the way he carries himself is it's, it's like something else it's crazy <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, and also uh, what I would say as well is that Boris Johnson, when he came back from uh, his uh, came back to work, that promo. So again, it's, this is not a political statement in any way, shape, or form. I think I tweeted it and got about two or three likes because I think people probably thought it was a political statement. But um, when Boris yeah. Johnson came back from the coronavirus, he cut one hell of a promo, right? And yeah. forget about whether you agree with what he's saying or not, right? But watch his delivery, right? <laughs> Watch his, sure. you know, watch watch the way he he says his words and watch his actions with his hands and you know, um, mm-hmm. I think that's a, the, uh, that kind of thing could be studied in terms of wrestlers could study that stuff, you know, and uh, right. <laughs> and look at the way. That, but they won't because it's Boris Johnson. No, they'll just be like, oh, yeah, he's a prick, like, and yeah, he yeah. might be full of shit, but like, you know, he 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 believed every word he said. Do you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it, and that's what makes a powerful promo. Yeah, so. and, I, and I just, I was yeah. just like, wow, that's a that's a hell of a promo. What a communicator this man is. You can see how he got to, he's got to where he's got to with that, you know, without communication skills. So, um, I guess that's a side note there. Um, but yeah, like I can't even fathom, you know, booking another show. Isn't that weird? Like I can't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like. It's going to happen, and I, I like I know we're going to be. It's 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 unfortunate that we don't have more. Uh, we're not bigger because obviously if we were bigger, then obviously we could we could look at it and be like, right, we're going to spend all this money on this, that, and the other to to get there quicker. But at the moment, I don't think yeah. it's it's about being the quickest. It's about being the the safest we can be. Safest, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So we're going to have to get used to this new normal, as they say. Um, yeah, but we're gonna have to get used to doing podcasts on um, iPads and headphones. Yeah, and 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 we will, and uh, yeah, and hopefully we'll have some more more interesting things to talk about. Because obviously, yeah. um, you know, I think empty arena wrestling in itself is something we can have a little chat about in the future, and you know, there's all kinds of things. Um, and uh, as well, I think. That... Well, what what me and you gonna do when we uh, when we see each other? We're we gonna. Are we going to hug each other, no. or are we just going to wave from? No contact. Are we going to? Uh... I think I'm strictly yeah. no contact. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, but no. I mean, uh, you know, once, once, you know, we're all vaccinated. It's still and, a you know, I'm, I'm, I'm clearly bank, banking on a vaccine here, but like, you know, like <laughs> it does seem fairly um, plausible anyway. Well, well, um, what I'll say is, I for months and for years now, I've been preaching no handshakes. Yeah. People try to catch me out all the time, trying to shake my hand, and. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah, I mean, like, if it become like a, um, you know, there were the days of it being a necessity, a huge faux pas if you didn't acknowledge someone or shake. No, no, specifically shake their hand. You know, yeah. like, um, uh, and and like I don't do it as often as I do, but if someone puts their hand out to me, I'll shake their hand and yes. you know, hey man, good to see you. And um, but. Yeah, who knows whether, you know, the uh, the new wave of, I keep saying new wave as well, but these new wave of professional wrestlers will get their way and completely abolish the handshake as well. Well, I hope so. 
I hope so. I don't want to shake <laughs> okay. hands. Especially, no, so I always use the argument of when, with the, sh the shaking hands things, especially, so it's one thing if it's someone who's come over um, from a foreign country who, you know, you've met for the first time. Um, and yeah. Maybe if they come every six months, but like when they become regulars and they move into the, um, you know, the back into the normal category um, of everyone mm -hmm. else. But like we see each other so often, we don't need to shake hands. I don't think I've ever no. shook your hand, have I? Maybe since... Probably not. How many Maybe years? when we first met. Yeah. <laughs> Probably when we first met. And when I was still scared hey, of bullying Hey, man, nice me. to meet you. <laughs> no, I wasn't a bully at the time. Um, I was only 18 when I first met you. Um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, I, d I don't know. There was no need for the handshake. Let's abolish the handshake, I say. Um, let's okay. just nod at each other from afar. Um, yeah, yeah, good idea. So, um, but yeah, I think we're going to have to come up with, uh, I think everything's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting indeed, the way this whole thing plays out. Um, and let's just, uh, let's just hope we can do a podcast every now and again, because we can, yeah. uh, we can ensure that we're remembered in history um, by, by spouting out nonsense, um, about spouting out our opinions as if they're fact. And uh and who knows, one day, one day someone will be in school studying the coronavirus and they can find out about how Andy Quilden coped with uh, not knowing if he liked Marvel movies or not. <laughs> yeah, it could be part of a big study. Yeah. All right, well, we definitely should definitely do a podcast on um, the dark side of the ring. Have you been watching that? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, not all of them. Yeah. But yeah, dark oh, side. Of, yeah, brilliant. but we can do one on dark yeah. side of the ring. We can do one on, yeah, yeah like I say, empty arena wrestling, I think for sure. Um yeah, I don't know, um, right. but I'm excited. Well, to well, we, regardless, regardless, if if we do one next week, um, still hit subscribe. Please leave us a review. If you really want us back, please spread. And um, not like we want to be back, but we just want to know that people care. So uh, share, subscribe, retweet, tweet everything. Yeah, and, let's get some sponsors uh, and, as well. That'd be good. I did that. Colt, yeah, I yeah, did that Colt yeah. Cabana podcast the other day. I made more money doing that fifteen minutes with Colt Cabana than I, I've done in the entirety of the A Squared Circle Wrestling podcast. <laughs> well, you never know because you never know how many tickets we've sold off the back of this podcast. Yeah, that is true. You know, and, and, yeah. and I guess that uh, does lead me to to do to say, um, I if you can spare a few quid, please check out Shop Rev Pro. Do you know what's interesting? So we listen to Jim Cornette's podcast. He's never been busier, has he? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's mad. He's, part, yeah, he's yeah. shipping stuff. So we can ship stuff. So with shoprevpro.com, we're shipping stuff twice a week. Um, we're following the strictest procedures in terms of um, keeping uh, keeping everything clean and safe. Um, as I keep getting um, messages from my landlady saying, we're still disinfecting everything. She normally sends me a uh, an update about what she's doing to keep the building safe shortly before she sends an invoice through for the rent of the building I'm not even using. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm at, it's being visited twice a week. Um, not by me, but it's being visited twice a week. And... Um, Orders are going out twice a week, um, and all the T-shirts that we're sending out—they all come pre-packed prior to the coronavirus. They were packed in in uh, um, plastic bags, so they're not even being touched um, by a human being. The, the material wasn't being touched by a human being. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we're, we're following the strictest safety procedures there, um, and. Uh, so we're still shipping out twice a week. Shoprevpro.com. So there's T-shirts, DVDs, 
um, all kinds of stuff on there, New Japan Pro Wrestling and Revolution Pro Wrestling. Um, we're going to launch some more t-shirts, some Rev Pro shirts in the near future. Just trying to work out the best and safest way to do that. Um, because, uh, as I'm sure you can imagine, there's a great deal of investment involved in stuff like that. Um, and obviously, it's not the most of certain, certain of times to be sinking thousands of pounds into, you know, some Andy Boy Simmons shirts. So... <laughs> Oh, that's a safe bet. You know it is. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, Shop Rev Pro. And we also set up a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Rev Pro, um, which is cool. We're adding the World of Pro Wrestling TV show um, each week. So we're adding the TV show one week. Then the following week, um, I do a watch along and I watch a TV show. Um, so uh, and comment on it and give you some give you all the tidbits all the gossip um i get to continue to spout my bitterness about the show um and 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 why it never kept going um and uh, and let you know my experiences on it so um do that there's also uh, i also do a monthly q a on there i say i do a monthly one i've done one so far um and there's lots of other perks involved um so just check it out patreon.com forward slash rev pro and of course rpwondemand.com we've got no new content ourselves from revolution pro wrestling um, because we're not running shows however We've got many, many friends in this wrestling industry. Um, we're adding loads and loads of shows. OTT Wrestling, for example, uh, Defy, uh, PWX, loads of different shows uh, um, from their archives. And we're making use of that Southside Wrestling uh, library as well. The, car the, 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 the matches, the cards that Southside had were absolutely ludicrous. Like, I've got no idea how some of these... Go like, literally, top to bottom, it's a who's who of professional wrestling, a who's who of international professional wrestling. Um, one we just added today is called Minister Society 5, um, and it features Chris Hero versus uh, Tommy End, who's Alistair Black, obviously. Um, and not just that, it also features Joel Allen versus Martin Kirby. So... Um, uh, just a wow. hell of a, a hell of a wrestling library um, that's being added to rpwondemand.com. New content being added daily, so check that out as well. And at the moment, we're doing a two-week free trial, um, so you can check it out. No obligations, no strings attached. If you don't want to keep it after that, just cancel. Um, no problem. But obviously, any bit of support is greatly, greatly appreciated. So, um, so please check it out. Cool. That was All a good right. plug, wasn't it? That was good. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, in, I, I really want to, you know, hopefully have a wrestling school to come back to as well. So yeah. just in case you, even if you don't have any interest, just like our Facebook page, Portsmouth School See, of I Wrestling. I think we should do a go Simple as that. for the wrestling school. Okay, well, we can discuss that off here. Okay. Yeah. But I, yeah, I genuinely we can... think we should because we've got uh, no money coming in. We're paying lots yeah. of rent every month. Yeah. And yeah. it's... Uh... Are we still paying for the bins? Uh, so basically, so <laughs> that's it's, more expensive than people realise. So it's it's funny you say that, right? Um, so the bins were suspended for uh, the month of March and yeah. maybe even April as well. But like they were also oh, maybe from the, the lockdown period, so they were suspended for a month. But I did notice okay. they'd taken a payment out last week. I noticed that yesterday, and uh, they'd taken a payment okay. out last week. So I need to be in touch with them and get them to pause the service because um, before, when someone nicked our bin, because obviously bins are yeah. like gold dust. This is a funny sub story um, of uh, people who run uh, wrestling schools. So our, we've got our wrestling school on an industrial unit, and um, 
there's many different businesses operate within them, mostly car mechanics and body shops, right? And um, uh, and basically, as a whole, we had communal bins, so that, you know the big dumpster bins. So you imagine the dumpster match between who? New Age Outlaws and Terry Funk and who's Terry Hatch Funk? Jack. Chainsaw Charlie. There we go. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so I, that's insane. Can you hear that? I can. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you've asked Alexa. Who's this Terry is Siri. Punk? This is Siri telling me who oh, Terry Siri, Funk is. It? Thanks, thanks, Siri. Thank you, Siri. Siri is funny because Siri never, ever, ever works for me, and that's just insane that I've not even said, <laughs> "Hey, Siri," and it's kicked off about Terry yeah. Funk. Um, just listening to listening to our conversation, um, but yeah, we had big dumpsters who at the um, at the, the unit and. Um, and the, the cost of those dumpsters was split equally, well, based upon the size of the unit between all the different units. So um, it was it was split across everyone. And basically, um, people were getting annoyed at how much they were paying every month. So they decided to uh, 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 that one of the ways they could save money was by getting rid of the, the dumpster charges. Right, bearing in mind, most people were car mechanics who were putting in bloody car parts into these dumpsters right filling yeah. them up with all their stuff and we're there like once every you know well we're there three to three four times a week whatever it was with minimal rubbish or there should be minimal rubbish because theoretically everyone should take their rubbish home with them although they don't um and we're happy paying the bin charges because it's easy they're there we can use them yeah we can throw stuff in them whenever we want um but they decided that you know, we're all going to be responsible for our own rubbish now. So biting their nose off to spite their faces. Um, they then all had to set up individual contracts with the people. So those of them who wanted bins have their own bins. And I guess other people take their rubbish to the dump or whatever. I don't know. Or take it home with them and get it disposed of locally. I don't know. Um, so um, so bins in that area are like gold dust. And obviously, um, I got a set up with a... Uh, a nice little dustbin deal to get the bins cleaned or get get a, get a big bin and have it cleaned um, with weekly pickups and then someone took it upon themselves to rob us of our dustbin and uh, <laughs> just took it didn't they yeah, yeah just took it and, yeah. I, and I called up um, I called up the, the people and they said to me they were like um, oh you've not had any pickups in whatever so you've, you only get charged when we do a pickup is what they said to me at the time. So this is where it links back into our story. So they clearly haven't done a pickup because the bins have been empty because we've not been there. Um, unless one of the, uh, you know, one of the body shops has clocked onto that and started putting rubbish in our bin. Um, but, um, but yeah, so someone nicked it. And uh, one day I was walking past uh, one of the units and I saw our dustbin filled with crap in, in their unit. And uh, I ran in and I bravely, I didn't ask anyone. <laughs> I just nicked it back. <laughs> And then I, uh, <laughs> well done. Um, uh, so we had to pay for one one lift of their rubbish to be to be emptied, um, because of course, how can we prove that it's not our rubbish or whatever? Even though it clearly wasn't, because we clearly don't use whatever they were using. Um, and then it is since that point we've we've claimed it as our own, and, and we're getting regular lifts again. But they seem to have charged. That's us it. For, yeah, it's got our flyers on it now. Yeah, we absolutely. Take some flyers to it. Yeah, yeah, that showed them, didn't it? Marking our territory. <laughs> Um, that's it but uh but yeah but now we're in a situation where um yeah we've been charged even though they've not done any lifts so i'll have to get on the phone to them and try and get it sorted but back to the point we should definitely i think set up a gofundme because um 
we want to we want to keep the school open and we don't want to lose the unit that we currently have um, that we're paying rent on every month um, and our only income is um, people coming through people the door, through the doors so. but no one can come through the doors so yeah have i convinced you can we set one up yeah quite possibly yeah okay let's do it like all i right. don't want to be a charity case at all but i want to be a realist and and that's why i said like we've not set any gofundmes or anything like up that up with rev pro because i've tried to find other ways for us to generate revenue um and but i feel that we everyone who goes to our school would appreciate our school still being open at the end of all of this so yeah true do you know what i mean yeah let's set one up yeah yeah i agree all right let's do it Cool. So Let's can, do it. You, we'll... can, you can check out our Portsmouth School of Wrestling Facebook page where there'll be information on our GoFundMe, go should we say, uh, by Monday. Let's set ourselves a target. Yeah, by Monday. I'm sure it's not okay, that hard to set up it. a GoFundMe. But, um... No, sure it isn't, no. But no. yeah. All right, you, you've convinced me. Thanks, everyone. Cool. So thanks for listening, everyone. We'll speak to you again soon. Yep. Um, we're making, uh, we're don't making... forget to follow me on Twitter. Okay. I was going to say, we'll make no promises about when the next one is because then we're telling you no lies. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But hopefully soon. It might be. Yeah, it might be tomorrow. Who knows? Maybe. But maybe. Yeah, yeah. Please follow me on Twitter. B O Y S I M M O N Z. And me at A Quilden. A Q U I L D A N. Oh, and everyone who's not watched it, you should watch Money Heist on Netflix. Maybe one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Okay. Okay. Thank you for listening. Cool. All right. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.